Welcome back, everybody, to Menace Podman, your NBA and fantasy basketball podcast. Um, again, we thank everybody for listening to Menace Podman every week. You find new episodes every week. Um, we've had some... I just had to get this out of here first. So we've we've had some episodes past that I put out audiograms and put them on YouTube. I hear <laughs> through sources called Steve. Um, <laughs> we have people that keep asking us if we're on YouTube. So I actually just yes. found out today through the sports podcast group um, that Google podcast is actually going away starting 2024 and then will be defunct. And they're actually focusing everything on youtube music now so youtube music is supposed to have an app and everything on your phone and it's supposed to be very similar to spotify so we eventually hear that will be available and we will be on youtube in that way so we'll just be audio on youtube but uh until then just wait because no videos right now (laughs) but you said uh, that they just need to wait yeah yeah (laughs) i just i just need to (laughs) wait wait Wait, wait. But yeah, but yeah, it's weird because I actually just looked at it today. I just looked into it and I saw that it was gone. Uh, Google Podcast was going away, and I was like, "How do I get our RSS feed into YouTube Music and all that stuff?" Um, mm, just not yeah. completely together yet. So that will be coming here in 2024. In case anybody uses YouTube Music, and maybe like we said in the past, we may videotape and you know, maybe even do some live ones. Who knows? We'll see what happens. But. uh I, I don't know. We're in demand. People want to see us. Yeah. I, I just like the audio so much better. I, I don't, but whatever. Yeah. What what the people want. That's what we're yeah, here for. We'll see. We'll see what the but, future uh, holds. Anyways, obviously, super slow news week. Nothing happened this week. Um, <laughs> Until today. No, I, no I'm just <laughs> kidding. Um, so, yeah. Crack, crack, crack open a beer and uh, sit back because this is going to be a, a, a pretty fun episode uh this week but uh it's gonna be a doozy yeah but this week we're trying to start off as usual with our first things name on your paper first thing so first things i actually got three of them and they're all pretty good um first one is regarding shea gilgis alexander um sga um obviously he just uh you know won the bronze medal there with the FIBA world cup of canada um, but he, I saw on X, he actually visited the, a, a children's hospital in Toronto, um, basically sick kids foundation goes by sick kids foundation.com. Um, so in Toronto, Canada, um, and he went over there, brought his medal with him, took a bunch of selfies with the kids, assigned a bunch of autographs and just basically hung out them all, hung out with them all day. Basically, if you didn't like or love SGA already, how can you exactly. not love SGA now? He's so awesome. Just such a good dude. Obviously awesome player. But um, yeah, his stock just continues to rise in my book. Exactly. So just setting a good example, setting a good example for all of us and anybody out there listening and the kids looking up to him. It's great. Um, so yeah, just like I said, another check mark on the list of the SGA awesome checklist, which is pretty cool. Um, yes, sir. But but yeah, if, and also if you remember in the past, I, I did those uh, small betting, you know, advice little podcasts in the mm-hmm. past, um, and we always had that little initiative out there. If we won anything, as far as sports betting is concerned, we would donate a little bit of it. So past last Saturday, uh, 
depending on when you're listening to this, but the, the previous Saturday here actually won a 15 leg college football parlay. So not basketball, yeah. obviously, but uh, won a little bit of money there. And Menace Podman donated a little bit here to the Sick Kids Foundation in the Children's Hospital today, this morning, um, as we record this. So just, you know, again, putting our money where our mouth is. Uh, do you have that drop still is. with the round of applause? I, I think I do. I think I do. Uh, no. <laughs> it's actually a 36 second drop, but we won't play the whole thing. Um, <laughs> it deserves 36 seconds though. But uh, so yeah, we're, we're doing what we said we would. And uh, we put the tweet out there trying to get some other people, you know, hashtag across. So some more people, hopefully they, they'll, you know, do some donations as well. Second thing. Yeah, I love the two. <laughs> it feels good. Uh, that might be a drought. <laughs> uh, second thing here, our hometown Detroit Pistons. Uh, this was just released. Basically, they had a huge um, project. Basically, it was a six-year project of doing uh, court refurbishments. Across, yeah, this uh, was awesome. Yeah, I think it was across. It was just Wayne County, I think. Um, county I think Detroit so. re- resides in, I think but. So. Nonetheless, there's there's a map of uh, you know, the, all the parks, basically all these different. It was sixty court improvements, um, over forty four parks. Um, they did it in six phases, so you know, six years of this uh, phase, and uh, basically just all across the city, just updated all these parks and invested over two and a half million dollars to renovate, refurbish over sixty basketball court, courts and parks throughout the city of Detroit. Um, I don't know. It's just awesome. It's, it's nice to see, uh, you know, the Pistons and all these it, other people do it too. Not just the Pistons across the NBA. They do initiatives like this, um, but they, they did tons of stuff. Um, and, you know, hosting free basketball camps and clinics and stuff. Um, having players come out to the parks, giving away free tickets to the youth and stuff. They're playing out there. So yep. just cool stuff. The Pistons do. And the courts look fantastic. They do. They do. I drive by a bunch of them all the time. I'm like, well, I want to play there. And it's yeah. surprising because a lot of the time you don't see p- people playing on them. Um, I, I don't think everybody knows uh, sometimes the, the, the improvements that they've made. So It's a different time now, man. There just aren't as many kids and aren't as many people out on the courts like there used to be. But uh, yeah, we'll have to get out there, check one of them out. Exactly. We will do that and we'll record it and we'll put it on our Twitter on our X and let's go. It'll be awesome. And then the last first thing I had here, um, Monty Williams. So still, you know, Pistons related here. Um, but he is actually participating as an ambassador for the American cancer Society's real men wear pink campaign. Um, so I don't know, just wanted to shout out to coach. Obviously he has some, uh, close connections um with speaking of awesome people exactly um so with the you know family members with cancer and things like that so um perfect guy to represent uh be an ambassador and uh, like you said just an awesome guy so there's also a link i will retweet out so you can actually donate to his campaign as well um for what he's doing all right, so that covers the first things, and I think we got to get right into NBA news and transactions. Yeah, uh, we got some news. We got some big news. Um, but finally, Dame Lillard got his wish. He had all the whining going on all summer. We talked about it. 
<laughs> you know, uh, he, he requested a trade at the beginning of the summer, beginning of the off season, and everybody was talking about he's going to go to Miami. He's going to go to Miami. You even mentioned it last week. They had the 2K thing where they already had the, you know, oh, they made the trade. Yep. He's playing for the Heat. He even had all the cryptic tweets out there, of, you know, future Miami Heat player, blah, blah, blah. Well, he got traded today, but he got traded instead to the Milwaukee Bucks. So it wound up being a three-team deal. The Bucks get Dame. The Blazers, Portland gets DeAndre Ayton, Drew Holiday, Tumani Kamara, and multiple draft picks. Um, the Phoenix Suns get Yusuf Nurkic, Grayson Allen, Nazir Little, and Keon Johnson. So this is a huge trade. Um, we're going to get more in depth with the trade. Um, but for now, I just want to read the rest of my news I have here real quick. Um, Victor Oladipo, they announced, will not be attending training camp with the Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, sounds like they're going to do something with his contracts, whether it's a release, buyout, maybe a trade. Uh, but he is injured. We talked about him earlier this, this summer. Um, he's not going to be ready for the start of the season. He's, he's oft injured. Um, you know, we don't really know when he'll be back. I'm sure when, once he is back, he'll be, you know, severely limited, especially to begin, you know, to start off. So we'll have to kind of see what happens with him. He's still a good player. Um, if he ever gets healthy, he can definitely help a team. So here's to hoping that he can bounce back somewhere at some point and stay healthy and, and finish his career on a high note. Um, but we'll have to see. He's um, still the inspiration for my fantasy basketball team name. So yeah, that's the for best. Sure. Ola, Ola Depot. If anybody's curious, H O L A space D E P O T. Ola Depot. <laughs> um, the Golden State Warriors announced that both Rudy Gay and former Piston Rodney Magruder will be attending their training camp, and those guys will battle for one of the final roster spots. Um, we'll have to see. If either or both make the team, they'd both be good fits. Uh, we talked about how they were looking at Dwight Howard. They decided not to invite him to camp, at least for now. They're going to kind of go for more like flexibility, versatility, athleticism. Less washed up and like just <laughs> well, able to produce. Yeah, uh, I don't know, man. Rudy Gay's been around for a long time. but no, I know. I, I said aside, that. I said that and I was like, <laughs> that already didn't age well. <laughs> well, well, uh, Rudy Gase been playing still, you know, he's been in the NBA. We talked all about him. That's like true. He, he got traded a bunch this summer, but we said like, he'd be a good fit anywhere he goes. You know, he's a solid player, solid veteran guy, and he'll earn every minute that he gets. So, uh, and that's a good fit on that team. Obviously the Warriors are going for it. They're, you know, they're a team of, you know, vets. They're, their, their timeline is now. <laughs> They got to they got to make it happen. So yeah, no, I think their timeline's done, but that's fine. We talked and then about we, that a little bit. <laughs> yeah, and then the other uh, the last bit of news that I have here is we got some news on the Dallas Mavericks. Um, they are expected to start both Grant Williams and Derek Lively. Um, so we're going to get into their lineup a little later as well. But first, I think we got to just jump into this trade. Yeah, nope, we got to talk about it. It's huge. Um, I 
I'm going to give a shout out here to our buddy, Pat, actually. Um, this will be this. I was working my day job today and, uh, he, this is the second big trade that he broke to me <laughs> over text message. First Jake's one bomb. Was, first one was about 10 years ago, Prince Fielder coming to the Tigers, but, uh, <laughs> I was, <laughs> I was actually at school, uh, working on homework, but, uh, yeah, this one, I was working on a presentation for work and he, he sent it and he's like, oh man. And then I got the text from you and you're like, oh man, we got a, we got a lot. We didn't have much to talk about today. We, no, we knew we were going to make it last and the, uh, we're good at that. We got a lot to talk about anyway. We can make it work. But uh, yeah, you sent me that text and you're like, all right, we got something to talk about now. <laughs> we're going to be busy today. <laughs> so, so yeah, um, I guess first thoughts were from me. I, I don't know how you want to dissect this or go at it, but first yeah. thoughts from me. First Before. thing I thought was last week I talked about he's, he's got to go to the East. I don't know if he's necessarily going to go to Miami. It's got to be three teams involved and it's got to be a contender in the East. So if you really break it down to me, I thought that was Miami, Philadelphia, Milwaukee was there, but I didn't really mention them. Yeah. I didn't really think it was a huge possibility because um, I didn't think they had much to give up either. Is kind of the same way as uh, Miami. Um, but yeah, that's kind of where I thought like he's got to end up in something like that. So when I heard he went to Milwaukee, I was like, wow, like Milwaukee, that's where he went. But OK, I kind of I see it. I get it. It was interesting because a report came out, I think like yesterday saying that Drew Holiday was, you know, looking toward retirement, you know, in the next year or so, something like that. Like he doesn't plan on playing a lot longer and yeah. And next thing you know, they trade him. So, um, do we want to, I don't think Drew Holiday really stays there, but that's, yeah, we'll definitely, we're going to, yeah, we'll get into it here. Do we want to just go kind of team by team? You want to start with the bucks? Yeah. Yeah. Let's start with the bucks. All right. So they get Lillard in the trade and, um, you know, they wound up giving up drew holiday. They, um, get, they also gave up Grayson Allen. So that kind of opens up the entire backcourt. Um, obviously Dame's going to start at point. That's a given. Mm -hmm. Um, as far as candidates to start at the two for them, they did bring in Malik Beasley this summer. So, um, he has a real good opportunity to start. Um, you know, he's a guy that could be on the radar for fantasy. Mm-hmm. Um, he's definitely a three point guy. You know, he's, he's, he's a points and, and three pointers kind of guy. He's not going to get you much else, but as a late round flyer, um, especially if you know already that you're a team that's going to need extra scoring, you know, at the end of your draft, he'd be a fine person to target. Uh, Pat Connaughton is still there. He can definitely start um, and they can go bigger. They could go, they could move Middleton to the two. They could move potentially move Giannis to the three um, and maybe start Bobby Portis yep. uh, or they could start Jay Crowder. They could move uh, Middleton to the two and just start Crowder at the three. So they have a lot of options and, you know, whoever they wind up starting in that fifth and final spot, could have some fantasy value. Uh, me personally, I don't think there's anybody that I'm bumping up into my rankings. I think those guys kind of all cancel each other out. Um, but it's definitely something to watch in training camp. Um, I think Dame's still the same. I think this makes him a, a surefire first round guy. I think it definitely helps in terms of like now we don't need to worry about, um, you know, tanking down the stretch. And sitting out, you know, we still have to be mindful of the fact that, you know, like we've said with some of Milwaukee's other players, they could just rest guys 
you know, for injury management or load management or whatever. Sure. Um, but again, we've talked all about how, you know, the NBA is getting much more strict on that. So guys aren't going to be able to do it as much as they have in the past. Even if Milwaukee dominates, um, they're still going to have to be careful about how and when they do rest their older players. So um, clearly they're going for it. Um, how do you think uh, Coach Bud feels right now? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of weird. And honestly, like Dame's already come out and said that he's excited. But I bet you part of him's kind of like, man, I'm going to a team that already won without me. I know that he was really big on going to a team that hadn't won yet so that he could truly say he was the difference maker. He's like, I want the team that's closest to winning that has not won that yet. And that's won. where I'd like to go. Yeah. Um, and he goes right in with, you know, Giannis, Chris Middleton, Brooke Lopez, Bobby Portis, that core group, Conopton, they've already won together. Yeah. So. Uh, but obviously, if they win again, you know, he's going to be a big part of it. Like we said, he'll start at point guard. He'll be great as long as he stays healthy. Um, he should be a surefire first round type of guy. Um, he's always been awesome when he when he does play. Um, you know, he's always been really good per game. And, you know, he's usually up until the last year or two. He's been very, very durable. I think a lot of the games that he has missed the last couple of years has been for tanking purposes with Portland. Yeah. So, um, again, like being in a situation now where we presumably won't have to worry about that, uh, that's I mean, only going to help his fantasy value. I'm going to say, so you talked about um, not really moving anybody up in Milwaukee. Do you move anybody down as far as having Dane there? Does it take away from other guys or kind of just fit into a role? I think he just slides right into that Drew yeah. Holiday role. You know, yeah. he won't be as good defensively, um, but he's still he's still obviously very good. And I think as a team, they'll just, you know, kind of pick up the slack. And again, they'll be able to kind of like mix and match and they'll they'll kind of be able to play different matchups and they'll be able to go big or go small depending on their opponent. Um, so, yeah, I think it's a really good fit. And obviously, Dame, you know, I think he's fits that timeline with Giannis. You know, there's been all this talk lately about Giannis yeah. wanting to see them make progress and, and basically convince him to stay long-term. So this definitely helps, you know, those two guys said that they wanted to play together. Now they get their chance. Yeah, no, I think it's great. I, Milwaukee, a team that, you know, was such a small market really, you know, just years ago before the Giannis and championships and stuff. And now they're a, you know, multi-year contender. Um, I mean, they were already, and now even more of a contender with, with having Dame there. So a uh, sweet yeah. move by, uh, Milwaukee ownership and stuff and getting that done. I still can't believe um, what they actually had to give up to get him. Cause I don't think it was that much. Um, and you talked about it real quick, but the, the unprotected first round picks, what is that? Three, three of them, I think three years. Um, yeah. It's, I mean, you're assuming they're going to be contenders every year and those yeah, are not going to be good. high picks. They're going to be very exactly. low picks in the first round. Yeah. Um, I, I, <laughs> I know I won't go team by team, but I, I keep thinking about Miami and I'm like, what were they not willing to do? Like, I feel like they could have gotten it done. This could have been a Miami Phoenix Milwaukee trade or not Milwaukee. Sorry. Miami Phoenix and Portland trade that I feel like still could have got done. I think Miami just, uh, you know, they just let the ship sail right by. I don't, they must really be wanting to hold on to the heroes and the, 
Jovic's and things like that. But well, I I get the impression I get the impression that Miami desperately wanted to make a trade, and that it was um, Portland that said thanks, but no thanks. And there's a lot of rumors now, so uh, we'll get to the Blazers in a little bit. But Drew Holiday sounds like he's going to get flipped. He's going to get rerouted somewhere else. Uh, Miami sounds like they're very, very interested. So those two teams might still wind up talking here and might get something done um, that'll send Holiday to Miami. Um, It sounds like the Sixers are also interested in bringing Drew Holiday back into the fold. Uh, That would be really interesting because we've talked all about their other guards. you know, we'll get into that in a little bit here. No. I wanted to get into Phoenix, if that's cool. I'd love to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, our guy, man, we've been talking about this guy a lot, DeAndre Ayton. They finally pulled the plug on that. They moved him. And uh, they brought in Nurkic, which we were kind of saying, like, that makes a lot of sense. No. I think we actually talked about the possibility of those guys kind of being traded for each other or something. Yes, yes we did. Yeah, now um, you know, Aiton's gonna go to a, a rebuilding Portland team and Nurk goes to Phoenix where, you know, he'll be a much better fit, I think, with those other marquee guys, you know, Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, Bradley Beal. You know, DeAndre Ayton, he's making the max, you know, he wants to be the man. He wants to go to a situation where he can prove that he is a, a true superstar. Whereas Nurkic is gonna be more than happy to be the, you know, fourth wheel if you will, and um, and just kind of play his role, you know? And obviously, he's going to be happy, Nurk, just being on a competitive team again. And if he can stay healthy, um, that's definitely a good fit for him. Uh, so let's see. We've got Bradley Beal's going to stay at the point with Booker in the backcourt. Uh, but that three spot, we talked about it, man. It's wide open. Um, you know, Grayson Allen think there's a chance that he could start mm-hmm. at the three. Uh, but we so. talked about how Josh Akogi's kind of the incumbent guy there. Um, so they'll kind of battle. Um, shoot, man, Nazir Little, a couple of years ago, he looked really good for Portland and looked like he was going to, you know, maybe have some fantasy relevance. And then, you know, he's kind of battled injuries the last year or two. And it's kind of, you know, he's kind of, slipped more under the radar and stuff. So, you know, maybe this is a chance for him to kind of resurrect his career. Um, And again, on a presumably competitive team, that's going to be awesome for him. Um, So, yeah, I think any of those guys could wind up starting at the three. Of course, you know, Kevin Durant's going to start at the four and you got to figure Nurk's going to start at center. Yeah, I absolutely love this. Um, we, I think I talked last week about not really buying into Phoenix and having their, you know, three, four stars because I don't believe in DeAndre Ayton. I don't think he's worth, you know, a, a bucket of basketballs, really. Yeah. <laughs> I think right now he's he's going to put on a Portland jersey and he's going to be as useful as Greg Oden is. It's, <laughs> I don't I don't know. I, I mean, obviously, he's going to get a bunch of playing time and they what does Portland have now? Not much of anything. So yeah, we'll get into would. that in a second. Yeah, he'll be he'll be that superstar, but I just don't think uh, I, I, he's he's the worst. But I th- Phoenix, you know, we're talking about Phoenix, and we kept talking about how they were doing all their you know strategically cheap stuff, mm-hmm. um, filling spots and what, and they just I was talking about not buying into Phoenix. Well, I just like I said, my buddy Pat broke the news to me, and I was like, I love it. I'm yeah, all of a sudden I'm buying now. into Phoenix. Yes, they got deeper. Yeah. 
Um, they started and Eaton, I thought was, you know, it just bum, just lame time over here. And yeah. I just, now he's gone. Now you got Nurkic in, like you said, Nurkic fits better. Um, I Grayson Allen, Akogi, like you said, you got the plus depth. all the guys they brought in Eric Gordon, Damian yes, Lee, yes. Bull Bull. Yeah. They uh, amazing. Everything they've done. Has Kata Bates job. Yeah. They just, they're super deep now. And I just realized, so Nurkic and Drew Eubanks, who they also brought in, yep. both former Portland centers. Now they're both going to be reunited in Phoenix. So that's kind of interesting. <laughs> yeah. No, it's uh, it's nice. And, and you but know, that's they a lost... good deep roster right there. Yep. And we talked about losing, you know, the campaign and things like that. And I don't, they've easily now replaced guys like that. So um, shout out Matt Ishbia. I, tons, tons. Who, whoever's making all the decisions over there has done a great job. <laughs> we still don't know. I don't, I don't know how it worked out as well as it did for him. It's great, and how they were able to move Eaton to get get what they did. I, I think it's fantastic. And I'd have to look at the Western Conference standings again, but they're back up there for me as one of those teams that can, you know, mm-hmm. go to the Western Conference Finals at least. So yeah. And before that, I was like, eh, I think they kind of bow early second round or something. So, Yep. All right. Now, here's the one that I'm really excited to talk about, the Portland Trailblazers. They are tanking it up at this point. <laughs> yes, they are. They're tearing this thing down. Um, Scoot Henderson. Time to go, Maryland. <laughs> <laughs> it is time to go. Time to go up in terms of fantasy. <laughs> Scoot Henderson. Um, he's obviously going to start now. Um, I fully expect that he'll start at the point. Um, Anthony Simons will keep starting at the two. Um, at the three spot, you've either got Matisse Thibel or um, who else am I thinking of? Well, wait a minute. So they've got Dan- – oh, um, Shaden Sharp. They've got either Shaden Sharp or Matisse Thibel. One of the two, I think, will wind up starting at the three they still have Jeremy Grant, who they brought back for all that money. We yep. talked all about that. Um, and then obviously DeAndre Ayton will be the starting center. And man, so first of all, man, like Scoot Henderson, we've been talking about point guards. And it's funny, like I had Scoot in my pre-rankings, but I purposely had him like towards the bottom. And I was just waiting for a trade. And as soon as I heard that there was going to be a trade, I was going to bump them up. So I was telling you right before we started recording today, I haven't actually updated my rankings, but I intend to do so as soon as we're done here. And I'm putting Scoot probably like at least or up to like 75 range, if not a little higher, because again, we've talked all about point guards and you know how they drop off so quickly. Um, But I just think he's, I, I think he's going to, you know, I think they're just going to, throw him out there, give him the keys. And, uh, you know, as long as he can stay healthy, I think it'll be his show. Yep. Um, obviously they have, like we said, they picked up Drew Holiday in the trade right now, but it, everyone's already saying he's going to get rerouted. Um, teams are already calling. They're already talking to other teams about, you know, doing a deal. So um, I fully expect that he's going to get moved. Um, I think Miami makes a ton of sense for all the same reasons that we talked about Dame going there. And um, I think he really fits in with them and that heat culture. So um, if that happens, I think Drew Holiday's value will stay the same as it was in Milwaukee. Um, But obviously we just have to kind of be 
you know, mindful of the fact that, you know, his situation is kind of up in the air. So we do need to see where he lands, but I fully expect that um, he will not suit up for Portland. And so because of that, like I said, I think Henderson's going to have the green light. I think um, Anthony Simons, as long as he remains on the roster and healthy, I think this helps his value a little bit. Um, He's more of like a points kind of guy. Um, in terms of nine cat, I don't think he's going to do that much more. Um, Cause again, like I don't think he's going to get a lot more usage because they have scoot. If they didn't have scoot, I'd be all over Anthony Simons, but because they drafted scoot, you know, I think they'll share the ball together in the backcourt, you know, kind of like a younger on oddly enough, kind of like a younger combination of Dame and CJ McCollum. Yeah. Yeah. This is yeah interesting to me with what they're doing. Like you said, I, I don't, it's weird because it like moves them up as far as usage, but I feel like a lot of these people move down as far as efficiency. Um, yeah. That's a great point. I think, uh, you know, turnovers are going to go, I mean, scoots are rookie, you know, rookie point guards. You're it's always a mixed bag, especially yeah. in terms of efficiency, like you said. So, uh, yeah, there's probably gonna be a lot of turnovers. Simon's too. Yeah. Um, percentages might be a little rocky we'll have to see i mean obviously we're going to be watching preseason we're going to be watching real closely see how these guys look together yeah but um a lot of people are really high on shade and sharp i'm kind of skeptical i think they might still kind of bring him along a little slower because they did bring back batiste thibel they still have jeremy grant i think you hit the nail on the head i think thibel ended up starting up there um yeah i don't think sharp's going done enough development to yeah to prove Chauncey like Billups that. is their head coach you know he's still going to want that like defensive presence out there especially with a young rebuilding team you know he's going to want somebody out there that can kind of establish that style of play you know and then that that's less pressure on Sharp he can come in off the bench and just kind of play his game you know he can just be a scorer and then whatever else he gives you after that you know is kind of icing on the cake at that point um, and then plus, you know, Jeremy Grant's going to be firing away. He's going to be. Yeah, and exactly. And that was actually another part of my efficiency issues. Cause I'm, I mean, he's going to be firing away even more, <laughs> probably missing even more. So he's going to go um, back to being like the Pistons version of Jeremy sure. Grant, you know? Yeah. So you're right. He's going to probably drop a little bit. Um, his, his looks are going to be tougher because the defense is going to be, yep. you know, focusing more on him now instead of like being more of like a spot shooter or whatever, like now he's going to be more of a focal point. So, um, and then Aiton, I mean, we've talked all about it. I mean, yeah, I think that his value maybe increases a tiny bit, but I, I, I still don't view him as somebody that's all of a sudden now going to get way more shots, way more opportunities. I think all those other guys that we mentioned are going to be taking more shots before he gets any more shots. So, I, you know, as much as he wants to be, you know, like we said, he wants to prove that he's a superstar and everything. I just don't see it as far as the opportunities. I think he's just, you know, he'll get a little bit more um, touches and whatnot offensively. I think the bigger thing for him is going to be focusing on defense. And, um, you know, if he can prove to be a consistent, you know, presence in the paint, you know, kind of set the tone in terms of shot blocking, rebounding, establishing position. Um, you know, th- those are the things that they're going to need from him more than anything else. And and that's probably what he needs the most in terms of establishing himself 
in his career. Yeah, no, exactly. Shot blocking rebounds is probably as good for in my book. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we'll see. Maybe yeah. maybe a change of scenery and uh, things. Yeah, he's now the yeah like, the veteran kind of. <laughs> yeah, I think I've got him room. around. I think in terms of fantasy, I've got him ranked around like fifty, and that's I don't see myself really bumping him up further yeah. than that. I I wouldn't put him put it this way. I'm still not taking him ahead of guys like Kessler, Holmgren, Jared Allen, um, Evan Mobley, even. I'm taking him after those guys still. Agreed. Agreed. Even on a rebuilding team. Yeah. No. No, I think you're exactly right. I don't think he moves that far. Plus um, all the things that we've been saying about him. Like he's just, you you know, we can't trust him yet. I get that he's on a, a rebuilding team now, but still like he's had opportunities in the past and it hasn't worked out. So, you know. He still needs to prove that he can be a reliable, you know, source more than yeah. what he's been. Yep. Yeah. No, I, I, I have nothing good to say about him. Unfortunately, <laughs> I wish I did. I wish I did. I wish I could be like, oh man, this is, you know, hopefully, you know, he makes, like I said, you know, a new, new scenery, just change in scenery, you know, maybe he can change, turn some things around, but I, I think he can. I mean, obviously he can, he's, and he's, he's physically gonna... gifted. He's got talent. And now he's going to take on more of a leadership role for sure. Exactly. And this is what he's wanted. So I think, you know, it it could be a really good thing for him, but in terms of fantasy, I'm not ready to just bump him way up at this point. I think we need to see more. Now, if he comes out guns blazing in the, in the pre, you know, no pun intended there blazing. (laughs) Uh, If he comes out in the preseason and, you know, he's putting up, you know, 20 and 12 every game or something, then obviously, you know, eye popping numbers, then maybe I'll think about bumping them up a little bit higher. But right yeah. now I'm keeping them around that like 50 range. And it's kind of, you know, just kind of taking a wait and see approach, not only with how he looks, but how he looks with the rest of those guys. For sure. All right. And then um, I just wanted to, if, if it's okay, I just wanted to get into Dallas real quick too. Oh yeah. Yep. Um, I just them. wanted to get into their depth chart real quick. Now that it sounds like we know, Grant Williams and Derek Lively are going to start. Um, to me, I think the most likely scenario here is you've got Luca and Kyrie in the backcourt. Luca Doncic, Kyrie Irving. I think Josh Green is going to start at the three. I think he's kind of the best fit for that team. I think he gives them kind of a you know offensive defensive focus. Um, Grant Williams, I think, will start at the four. And I think they'll open up with Lively starting in the middle. Uh, you and I mentioned the possibility of maybe going with like a really big lineup and going with like a Rashawn Holmes or somebody like that Correct. with Williams, maybe playing more of the three. Um, I don't really see that happening, but it is a possibility. Um, and they still have guys like Tim Hardaway Jr., uh, Maxi Kleba, Dwight Powell. Those guys have all started in the past. And so they still obviously have an opportunity to start and or get, you know, starter type minutes off the bench. So um, in terms of fantasy, I think just take a wait and see approach on all those guys. Um, We talked before about how I do like Grant Williams as a late round guy. And I've had Holmes in my pre-rankings pretty much all summer, ever since he went to Dallas but I think I'm actually going to swap him out and put Lively in for now 
and then just kind of keep an eye on all those guys again for preseason, just kind of see how the minutes are looking and see how everybody's fitting together. Yeah, excuse the baby screaming in the background, but it's um, all good. Uh, yeah, I get here. I'm in his pod. Yeah, I didn't hear that. Uh, it'd be nice when you told your family, "Hey, keep it quiet when you record." It'd be would help out if you pick the kid up once in a while. But anyways, <laughs> uh, we got daddy daycare see. over here. Yeah, exactly. Um, as far as Dallas, I I guess yeah, I I I love that they actually kind of, you know, talking that through, making that commitment. Hopefully that, you know, Derek Lively's in there. Um, he's actually showed promise, has a lot of potential. And they don't really, like we just said, the, the names that could pop into that spot. There's, they're not big names or anything by any means, you know, Dwight and I said, man, so. I, I love that pick. You know, when, when they made that pick, I was like, he's a perfect fit for that team. Like, you know, it, on paper, it looks like a perfect fit he's exactly the kind of guy that they needed, you know, and he's young and athletic. Like it should on paper fit perfectly. Yep. And like we said last week and in weeks past, you know, that the two teams, at least I think you agreed with me, the two teams we think make the biggest jump as far as standings and win totals or Indiana and Dallas was the other one. And just reasons like that, like you just said, that he's going to do all the dirty work down there for him. Um, he definitely improves um, the Dallas roster. So, um, yep. yeah, you know, definitely good moves. And I like where Dallas is headed. I guess the only thing we should maybe consider is we talked about who we liked coming out of the East and West last week, <laughs> making some predictions. Um, yeah. we, I think we both agreed on Boston and LA there in the finals with a Dame trade to Milwaukee. Does that change anything for you for Boston? Um, I can answer that first because I have answered Go for it. It. <laughs> yeah. it does not for me, actually. Um, Boston, to me, is still more seasoned, probably more cohesive, younger. Yeah. I, I believe they're going to be you know, probably healthier. you got guys like Middleton. You've seen Giannis be injured in the past. So I'm not completely sold on Milwaukee. However, it does move them up into, you know, at the, easily a top. Moves Miami down. I, I don't think Miami's... Uh, I think Miami might finish. This is might sound crazy, but I think they might finish as like a six seed this year. Miami. I think we still need to see. I I think Miami is going to make a move here. They got to do something. They can't. You know, they already. Um, I'm blanking. Who's a Who's the guy that they lost to the Lakers? Uh, Gabe Vincent. Yes, thank you. Um, yep. Gabe Vincent. They lost him. And, you know, so all they have left at the point guard spot is Kyle Lowry. And we've talked all about how, like, they're kind of, like, phasing him out. <laughs> he's, you know, he's older now. He can't be relied on as a full-time starter. So they have to do something. They either need to go out and get Drew Holiday or somebody else via trade. Or at the very least, they got to sign a guy like John Wall and just, you know, hope for the best. Throw him out there and see if he can give them. 20, 22 minutes a game. Stick it right to the wall. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I guess. But and exactly. They, they, they do, do something. something like, I don't know. They do anything like that. And I still don't think they, I could see another year like last year where they kind of just, you know, hover six, seven and other teams. Yeah. I mean, they made it the to the finals, season. but yeah, yeah. No, they, they could like, you know, you get playoff Jimmy and anything can happen, but but yeah, no, I guess I, I still have, even with Milwaukee there, we talked about making this Dame trade. We talked about Milwaukee being 
um, there anyway. We were they were contender even before the Dame stuff. So I don't think that changes anything in my mind as far. I as- actually agree with you. I think Milwaukee maybe even takes a little hit here because you know defensively they're losing so much, not only with Drew Holiday being shipped out, but also Grayson Allen too. I mean, he's a tough nosed guy. You know, he's not like a guy that you think of, you know, steals, blocks, stuff like that. But like, just in terms of that, like tenacity and that toughness, you know, they have other guys. We mentioned the other guys that are, you know, on their team and their depth charts and whatnot. But um, yeah, I think they're going to miss those guys more than they maybe realize. So um, yeah, I don't really necessarily think it moves them up. Um, If anything, it's maybe kind of like status quo. They're obviously going to be one of the best teams in the East, the Bucks. Yep. Um, but I, in terms of putting them like ahead of Boston, um, no, right now, I think I'm still going with the Celtics. And then as far as the West, I talked about not buying into the Suns. I'm buying into them a lot more after this trade. Yeah. The depth they picked up and I, yeah, I, uh... <laughs> so we've got, so we've got the Kings, we've got the Lakers, the Clippers yep. and the Warriors and the Nuggets, of all course. in that. Yeah, oh, oh, but yeah. I'm talking about Sorry. just yep. in that division. Um, yep. Man, that's really tough. I think I think I probably just maybe I, – I had Phoenix fourth because I remember I went – like I started at the bottom and went up. Yep. So I had yep. Golden State, Phoenix, Clippers, Lakers, Kings. Yep. I think I would at the very least flip-flop Phoenix and the Clippers at yep. this point. Um, possibly – move them ahead of the Lakers as well in terms of regular season. I was going to say, I think I had Sacramento it's close. I think I had Sacramento, LA Phoenix, Lakers, Phoenix, and then yeah. Warriors Clippers. Maybe I had, I can't even remember. I might. Yeah. I think that is what you had. I think that is what you had. Um, um, I think I'm going to do something similar, but I think I'm going to keep the Warriors at the bottom and then probably go Clippers. Then, um, Probably Suns three, Lakers still two. I think the Christian Wood pickup was huge for them. Um, yeah, because if no, AD, if something happens to AD, at least they have Christian Wood. Yeah, helps. I think I'm just tussling between the Lakers and Phoenix right now, and then uh, yeah. second and third there. I, but same. if I just, but if I just go Western Conference overall now, because I, I was liking, you know, obviously yeah. Nuggets, Kings, and we like the Lakers to go to the finals. I don't know. I kind of like. I come. I still like the Lakers right now, but it might be I might be going more Lakers Phoenix in like a Western Conference final. Yeah, it's it, it's definitely like super close, especially that division, man. All those teams, even Golden yeah. State. I mean, if, yep. if they if they come out and play the way that they're capable of playing, and Chris Paul is a you know perfect fit, then they're obviously going to be right up there. Uh, but like we said last week, the lack of depth in their front court still kind of scares me. They need to make another move. I know they were talking about Dwight Howard, but they need to get somebody in there. Um, Cause you know, if something happens to Kevon Looney, they're done. They just don't have anybody else. They can't play dream on green at center all game, every game. That's just not feasible. You know, especially now that he's older, even in his prime, he couldn't handle playing full-time center, but you know, as a small ball lineup here and there, it's fine. But you know, they're going to need some depth beyond those guys for sure. So Hey, this is Steve from Menace Podman. Scott and I have been having a blast creating our podcast. 
I can't tell you how much we look forward to recording days and providing amazing MBA content to our listeners every week. It's hard work, but with the right software, it's a lot easier. We use Podcastle to seamlessly edit and create production quality sounding podcasts. Podcastle is now equipped to record audio and video and distribute to all the places podcasts are found. You can find a link directly in the show notes to Podcastle. So if you're a podcaster or future podcaster, go check out Podcastle. All right. Oh, let's see. I had a couple little notes here that I missed from the beginning, and then we got a short little WMB update, and I think that'll probably cover it for this week. But Sounds what good. I had was you were talking about injuries and things like that at the beginning, all the news and notes, and I forgot, saw this article. I'm sure everybody kind of saw it, but they were talking about uh, in Boston, um, Brogdon and Porzingis being goes for training camp. Um, yeah. More good news, I guess, from, from the Boston front and keeping them as a front runner in my mind. But uh, yeah, hopefully everything works out with Porzingis and uh, plantar fasciitis is not a huge issue for him going forward. But that was good news coming out yeah, of Boston. Yeah, real good news. Um, had to mention that uh, Damian Lillard did tweet, this is like an hour ago or so, um, he said, the casuals won't be addressed, but the Trailblazers fans in the city of Portland that I love truly will be, and they will be addressed truthfully. Stay tuned. I said it for my next <laughs> chapter at Bucks. And I'm like, that's a dumb tweet, but I had to read it because that's what he put out there. I don't know exactly what that means. I, I'd love to hear addressed truthfully. I don't know what that means other than uh, I wanted to hear it from the Miami side. Tell me what happened with Miami. That's what I want to hear, but. I don't know. He's probably just going to be like, yeah, Portland I, said their youth movement. Yeah. That way. I just, yeah, I I don't think they wanted to deal with Miami and maybe they will now, like I said, maybe now that they have drew holiday, maybe they won't feel as pressured to, you know, accept a lower deal. You know what I mean? I just think they also, I think it was a little, but hurt. they were a little butthurt too. And, you know, Dame finally wanted to leave and they're just like, you want to go to Miami? It will be anywhere but Miami kind of feel that might have been the case maybe or maybe maybe they were willing to do it and then miami came out and said well we're going to completely lowball you know we don't know for sure what they offered they could have offered like next to nothing and they might have you know they might have pissed portland off to the point where they said all right you know what if you're gonna if you're gonna come out like that and not even try to offer something legit um then we won't talk to you and we'll trade him somewhere else you know we love him we love everything that he's done for us um and we do want to honor him but like we want to make a real trade here. We don't want to just literally give him away. And I mentioned that last week too. I said, it doesn't work that way. If you're Pat Riley, you can, you know, bring a free agent into your office and lay, lay down all your championship rings and be like, do you want to be part of heat culture? But if yeah. you're dealing with another front office, you can't do that. You can't just be like, well, I'm Pat Riley. And I say, give me your best player for whatever I want to give you. It doesn't work that way, man. And I think, Maybe it's possible that they did something like that. We don't know. And I don't know that we're ever going to truly know the whole story. Um, but like you I said, I don't know. So like, the way he goes on podcasts, we might hear the whole yeah, story. Yeah. So and I was going to say, he, like you said, he sounds, he's, it sounds like he's got something to say at some point here. So exactly. But he's we'll find out what that is, but at the very least we seat. don't have to worry about hearing any more trade chatter because it's done. Yep. Exactly. All right. And then just date. If you're if you wanted to know, January 31st, Milwaukee at Portland. So there you go. You can note that nice. down. 
Um, that's there. And what else? Um, oh, happy birthday to Hubie Brown. He turned 90 years old uh, the last week. I think it was on the 25th. Um, Goat. Yeah, the guy's just Energizer Bunny, man. You never stop. I, I don't know how anybody could do anything like he does at 90 years old. So um, shout out to him. It starts and, with the passion. I mean, he's clearly oh, just, yeah. he loves the game. And I think yeah. he's even said, like, I don't have any hobbies. Like, this is just, this is, <laughs> this is literally my life. Just, I was just, people give him crap all the time, too. And like, they make fun of him and things like that. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know how anybody could do that to like a legend like Hubie Brown. The man's, I mean, he's, he's, you hear him talking, he breaks stuff down so well. Like, I, he's just a, a amazing, mind of the nba so there aren't many people better in the business and no. you know as long as he's able to still keep working and keep doing it i think i agree with you i think he sounds fantastic i think he gives great effort uh, yep. does he miss some stuff yeah he misses sure. some stuff here and there but like you said he's 90 yeah i'm 40 now and i couldn't even remember what website <laughs> we were recording on this morning i was like what's the name of that thing it starts with an r i couldn't but um, <laughs> so so yeah, shout out to him. Anyway, yeah. so I'm gonna finish this up with a WNBA update. Here's the dub date. So biggest thing, uh, Brianna Stewart wins MVP. Called it first. Uh, New York Liberty to win the MVP. Little bit of interesting stuff there. Um, I guess if you look at the votes. There's like there's one of those kind of Mark Jackson votes out there where um somebody <laughs> it was some, a mistake somebody gave Asia Wilson a fourth place vote. There's one person out there, oh, um, Don Staley, because you... obviously we don't know who they are. But Don Staley actually called called that person out and tweet said, "Oh man, I wish I could find this now." Uh, she said something fantastic. Basically, your hate is uh you know we, we can see it basically so yeah she, i'd love she, to know who it, we'll find out hopefully yeah eventually um, eventually we will right but um but yeah there was there was a lot of controversy between who should be the mvp only because it was so close it was so damn close between brianna stewart Alyssa thomas asia wilson they're all great and they all yeah. had fantastic seasons and yep. i i mean if i had to vote I would have voted for Brianna Stewart too, mainly because obviously there's more games this year than there were last year. But last year, the Liberty won 16 games. They won 32 games this year. They basically doubled their win total. Yeah, I know that shouldn't be the only reason, but it's a big reason. They won the Commissioner's Cup too. Like, I mean, there's little things that add up. And she had the most 40-point games and all this stuff. But if you look at the first, second, and third place votes, Alyssa Thomas actually had the most first place votes. So that's why a lot of people are like, what the hell? Um yeah, that is crazy. So it's kind of funny between the, I mean, I just saw a tweet today too, where everybody's fighting <laughs> for us to have the, the popular vote, you know, um, in our presidential elections, have that be the determining factor instead of the yes. electoral college. And it kind of feels like that's what just happened now in the WMBA MVP yeah. race where uh, almost like an electoral college of first, second and third place votes um, push it over to Brianna Stewart based on that. But I mean, like again, it was razor thin. It was so close, and um, if any of them won it, I wouldn't have been like, oh, "That person doesn't deserve it." They all deserve it. So Wilson at four, though, that to me is just no, no man, no. Yeah. Um. Who was it? Uh. 
I can't remember who got that other third place vote. Um, that's escaping me now. Was it set, set to? No, it was a. Uh, what's your face in Las Vegas? Uh, why am I going blank right now? Anyways. Uh, what's her name? The point guard? Chelsea Gray. Sorry. Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. She got the that last third place vote. That yeah, would... she was really good too. She was, but not a third place vote worthy. Not over but... Wilson. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But um, Asia Wilson did win Defensive Player of the Year, so yeah. that's fantastic, and that's well deserved. Yep, very well deserved. Um, so that's all together. There were some all defensive teams that were named as well. Um. First team, obviously, Asia Wilson, Alyssa Thomas, Brittany Sykes, Brianna Stewart, Jordan Canada. And I love it. They got Jordan Canada in there. She's well-deserved there, too. Um, and second team, all defense, uh, was Laney, Hezzy Megbegor, uh, Neka Akwumake, Nafisa Collier, and Elizabeth Williams. So they, get, they got all those, right? Yeah, for great. sure. Um, so that's fantastic. And I think that was about all I had. Uh, just where we are as we're recording right now, we had the, you know, Connecticut won game one in that New York series a little bit. Yeah, it's a big win, big upset. A little bit of a shock, but they, I mean, they're just going at it. Um, New York ended up winning game two, so they're tied one apiece as we record this. Um, and then uh, Las Vegas taking care of business over against Dallas, which we kind of assumed was going to happen. We knew it was going to be hard fought. Dallas having a good year. But... Yeah, but now the series shifts, right, to this Dallas? This is true. This so. is true. So... We'll see what happens there, but yeah. still, I think uh, I'm still sticking with my prediction of Las Vegas winning this thing, and I think the slight of the MVP might even give Asia That's Wilson even call. more momentum yeah. to win this thing. So, yeah, um, I think she's going to be a, a woman possessed here and just go out. I mean, she's had three straight thirty point game here in the uh, playoffs, um, so a little bit of a stats to prove it. But um, I'll still stick with my Liberty prediction, yeah. but. I I don't disagree with what you just said. I think yeah. this is going to just fuel the fire for the it can Aces. Be interesting. Yeah, yeah, it definitely can be interesting. But uh, there was also a nice little video of uh, when Brianna Stewart found out she was uh, named the MVP. So I retweeted that out as well. I love when they do those. They're fantastic. They've really they really montage together and all this good stuff. But... It's a chance to see the human side of these players. It's very oh, yeah. rare. But yeah. But, uh, oh, yeah, the last WNBA thing, there's been more talk about um, potential expansion and things yeah, like that. So, that. especially here in the next two years. And one of the places was, um, I don't know, San Francisco, Golden State. Yep. Yep. <laughs> um, the Bay. Yeah, the Bay Area there. And there's a lot of love for women's basketball in that area. So, it's a perfect spot for that to happen. And uh, uh, the owner, what's his name? Oh, Joe. Like a. He definitely is a big, big women's basketball supporter. So it just perfectly makes sense that something would go there. So hopefully um, yeah. that happens here in the next couple of years, um, if not yeah, sooner. That would be awesome. But yeah, I think that does it. Um, obviously, big news with the Dame trade. Um, we'll see how everything pans out going forward. Um, but it was fun to record this literally an hour pretty much after that thing broke. Yeah. So um, last minute, but a lot of fun. But yeah, we thank everybody for listening to Menace Popman every week. You can hear new episodes every week. Um, you can find us on X. You can find us on Threads. Leave us some messages. Uh, leave us some rankings. Give us some five-star reviews if you could. We appreciate it. And uh, yeah, hopefully you're enjoying what you hear. And we'll talk to you next week.
Thanks, Scott. Thank you. Hey, it's Scott from Menace Podman. And if you love sports and you're a somewhat low-key gambling degenerate like I am, you should definitely check out outlier.bet. Uh, they have a super easy to use platform um, supported on both mobile and desktop sites. Um, and it really allows you to crunch the numbers and make you f- get some confidence in the bets that you're making. Um, you can do multiple things um, on Outlier. Uh, you can explore across multiple markets. Uh, you can get suggestions on and curated picks. Um, you can analyze trends, matchup data, line movement. And my favorite feature, um, Outlier is integrated with multiple betting sites, so you can seamlessly transfer your picks to automatically fill out your bet slips um, with just as easy as two clicks. Um, So there's a link directly in the show notes to Outlier. You should check them out. Um, Click on the link, go to the site, sign up, get a free seven-day trial of Outlier, and go win some money. And Miss Parliament.